You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You know, take a chance. Take a chance. You never know where it could lead. Hello and welcome to Audition Secrets, the behind-the-scenes podcast for nailing more auditions, booking more jobs, and having outstanding conversations with some of the movers and shakers in our business. I am Justin Guarini, and thank you so very much for listening. We have an amazing show for you today. And I'm going back to my roots, folks. If you are going out to audition for American Idol, it is starting up soon. I believe next week kicks off the huge multi-city bus tour that's happening. And before you go to audition live, step into the room, or audition online, you have got to hear this interview with my next guest. Megan Michaels, one of the executive producers of American Idol, stops by and talks to us all about American Idol. This is a conversation you do not want to miss. But before we get to it, I've got to tell you, I wrote a book called Audition Secrets, funny enough, and it's the behind-the-scenes guidebook for nailing more auditions and booking more jobs, and it is available for you for free at auditionsecrets.com forward slash idol. I'm doing something very special for American Idol this episode. And so when you go to auditionsecrets.com forward slash idol, you're going to see my book there for you. The digital download is absolutely 100% free. There is such great stuff inside here that will help you with your idol audition, that will help you with any audition, really. And it's specific. It's not just me telling stories. It's specific things that you can do that will increase your chances of making it to the next round, that will increase your chances of booking that gig, that will increase your chances of making it to Hollywood. I'm telling you, it is awesome. It has worked for me. It has worked for so many other performers. And you can download this book for free at auditionsecrets.com forward slash idol. Okay, today's guest is super special, near and dear to my heart. It's Megan Michaels, and she is an absolute ace. Megan started with American Idol around 2003 and worked her way all the way up to now running the show. And she has some outstanding advice for contestants who are just starting out all the way up to the person who eventually wins the show. So without further ado, here is my interview with one of the co-executive producers of American Idol, Megan Michaels. So, Megan, you are the gatekeeper. You're one of the executive producers of the show. And so when contestants come and they beat the odds in the first round and then they beat the odds in the next round and then they get to you, they can't get to the judges unless they go through you. So what I want to ask you first off are what are some of the biggest mistakes you see contestants making when they get to you? One of the biggest mistakes is just not being yourself. Um, I think people try to put on maybe a show of what we want to see or want to hear. Um, yeah, just not themselves. They, people compromise who they are. They they listen to other people with song choice. They listen to other people with what they should wear. And what we're looking for is a true artist who knows who they are. So it's all about being yourself. Exactly. I mean, I tell my students all the time, it's like, you know, uh, you've really truly got to bring your unique perspective into the room and your authenticity into the room, because that's what one of the things that American Idol is all about. One of my favorite things about the show is that it's always been about 
talent, the kids, their stories. And, you know, reality TV is often about drama or or maybe on other competitions, it's about the judges. But on Idol, we connect to the kids and their stories. So uh, part of your job is to craft the story, not only of the show, but to show the stories of the kids so that we can really relate to them and connect to them. So the question I have for you is how can contestants help you craft a great story? I think it's just, again, about being honest and about um, being true to who they are in their story. Like um, take Scotty McCreary, uh, season 10 winner. He was just a kid who played baseball, who was all American, guy next door. It wasn't some crazy sensational story, but America latched onto that. So it's all about, you know, just staying true to who you are. And, and you know, it's like it, it, we're not looking for some sensational drama. We're just looking for real people with real dreams. Yeah. And, you know, what I like to do is really humanize the often barbaric process of auditioning. But yeah. part of the way that I do that is not only is it hard on the people who audition, but it's also a challenge for the people on the other side of the table. And I think what a lot of people don't recognize is that when uh, we'll walk into the room for an audition, so many people walk in with the, the mindset of like, oh, my goodness, I hope this person likes me and their opinion is going to define my self-worth and I'm just going to come in and I'm the this lowly person and please, 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 please like me. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what contestants don't realize is their own power and the fact that there would be no show without them. So, and the fact that, that when they walk into the room, they're essentially equals with the people on the other side of the table because we're all artists. We're all creators trying to work together to create the show. But you know, a lot of people don't recognize that like it is hard on you. What's it what's a day in the life like for you on a big audition day? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing, hearing um hundreds, sometimes back in the you know, sometimes like when we were in the I was on the stadium for thousands of people in a day. Yeah. Um yeah. and you just have to filter out who is engaging me, who who do I want to hear again? That's what I always ask myself. Right. When I see this person again and they walk through the door. Will my heart like have that flutter of, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear them sing again. And if I have that feeling, then that's, then there's something there for me. Like as far right. as there's something special in this person. Right. And it's authentic. It's authentic. But the other thing is too, you know, we see people one year who come and audition and they, they definitely have something there, but it just needs to be worked on. And they come back a year later and it's a 180 completely different more home they've honed their craft a bit more and they're ready so it's so interesting too just kind of keeping your eye on people who, who right. might need another year to develop yeah and that's so nice that you do that because like you say you see in the in the totality of the process thousands upon thousands of people mm -hmm. but part of the process of becoming a contestant on american idols that you actually fill out a questionnaire you tell your story and uh, the fact that you with all of the things that you have to deal with, with all of the tracking, all of everything, the fact that you would remember somebody that was there maybe a season or two seasons ago and that they have the chance to come back and to almost prove themselves all over again or to show their growth is is really awesome. Um, so once uh, a contestant gets to the venue on audition day, what should they expect and how can they set themselves up for success? Um, basically they should expect to meet a lot of other singers and, and, mm. and, and have, have, have an amazing day. What I always tell people is, you know, win or lose, you got to try out for American Idol. Um, yeah. you can tell your grandkids that. 
So it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a rite of passage experience now sure, um, to sure. come and audition. But I think, you, you just again, it's all about listening to your inner voice and really not compromising who you are. If, if someone in front of you, you hear singing Adele, Rolling in the Deep, and that was your song, and then you're going to panic, oh my gosh, listen, go with your gut, sing your song. We, 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 you know, we will hear multiple songs in a day. It doesn't, you know, our, our judgment is not affected by that. We want to hear your best you. Um, but I would also say, don't over prepare, right? Some people have been working with a vocal coach, which is great, but maybe over prepare or over choreograph their arms and over choreograph that are going to hit this note here. So a lot of it also is just kind of, we want to hear how you sing in the car. We want to hear, you know, how you let your hair down. Right. Yeah. You know, this conversation really is seems to be central, centralized around authenticity. And what I tell my students is like when they have that moment, whether it's in well, any kind of audition, really, and you hear somebody else singing, quote unquote, your song, mm-hmm. you know, we, we tend to freak out. We're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't make that choice that that person made or their voice is different. But if people realize that, look, if you are, like we said, authentic, if you truly bring your own unique perspective to Rolling in the Deep by Adele, you know, you could see uh, on the other side of the table, a hundred people sing Rolling in the Deep. And if each one of them owned their own story, owned their own power, brought mm. their unique perspective, because no one else has lived, you know, I tell my, I, I, I sound like a broken record, but I tell my students, no one else has lived your life. No one else has seen the things you've seen. No one else thinks the way, exactly the way that you think. And no one else has experienced the experiences you have. And so if you really delve into that and truly own your own story and offer your unique perspective, then you can be one of a hundred people singing rolling in the deep but it will be completely unique to you exactly exactly so you have to stay true to who you are and listen to yourself absolutely okay so let's fast forward a little bit once a contestant gets past the gauntlet of audition day gets past uh you gets even past the judges well let's let's talk about the judges so when you get to the judges uh, are you in the room as well kind of just off on the side hanging out we do, we do. We're there for all the auditions, and the judges um, are the judges that we have. Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Lionel Richie are excellent judges of talent. Yes, they are, and they really want to um, bring the best out in our contestants, which is really refreshing. Something that I love about the judges, something that I really love about the judges um, on this new season, uh, these new seasons of American Idol, is the fact that. Each one of them have at some point in their career been in the shoes of the contestants on the other side of the 100%. table, right? I mean, there there have been other years where that's not the case and not taking away from any of their talent or how wonderful they are. But I really love the fact that the judges are proof of concept that you can get up and you can audition and you can start from virtually nowhere and become a household name, tour around the world, and do all the things that becoming the American Idol promises uh, you to be. And it's it's so wonderful. And I think what I wish people would recognize is that the judges are one thousand percent on the side of the contestants. Oh, they yes. want you to be amazing, right? Right, exactly. And I think that's also. Um People need to realize that because it, it's not a predetermined, oh, this person is going to be, no, this is completely organic. This is completely um, a positive experience. Yeah, they, they're rooting for you. If you if you come in, the, in front of the judges and you you mess up your words in your first song and, and you're literally panicking, they want to give you another chance. 
they want to hear you sing your second song and they want you to succeed. Even if it's a no that day, they're still on your side. Absolutely. And and that's when you can recognize that and truly walk in the room and be like, you know, I'm here to have a conversation. I'm here to show my unique perspective, to be authentic, like we've been saying. And then we're just going to have a dialogue and we're going to see, you know, what works and what makes sense. And if you walk into the room like that, it is it is such a, a huge burden lifted off of your shoulders. Okay, so once people get past the judges and they find out that they're going to Hollywood, how can a contestant prepare for life in the idol machine, starting with everything that is Hollywood week? I think it's just knowing that this is going to be a lot of hard work. Yes, there's so many amazing things that come along with it, but it's hard work. You know, it's this is a job interview in a way. You want to leave your old job and you want to make this your full-time job. And and uh, and with that job interview comes hard work. I mean, but it's very gratifying. Um, it's very, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but so many of the people who make it to Hollywood have never been on a plane before. They've never left their hometown before. So a lot of it can be very overwhelming coming to a new place without your parents, without your boyfriend. You know, it's like a, it's a new experience. But I'd say, you know, put in the hard work. Um, prepare, prepare, prepare. There will be, there will be curveballs thrown at you, but you have to react to them, you know? And, but also, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is, you know, if you take like Carrie Underwood or Philip Phillips, they weren't perfect in Hollywood week. It wasn't all perfect, but there was something that star spark that was still there that you have, you know, even if you mess up a lyric, um, and you just, you just have to take it day by day, but it's an experience. I mean, it's, it's the ultimate Seeing boot camp, um, American Idol Hollywood Week, and it's um, I think I think everyone takes something away from the experience, win or lose. Absolutely, I will never forget my experience. And what I loved about it was there was no sort of this is going to be great. Don't worry about a thing. They took care of us. But I literally remember, I think it was someone from the legal team stood up in front of us and said exactly what you were saying in, in very black and white terms. Like this is going to be a challenging week. You are not going to get a lot of sleep. We are going to throw curveballs at you. This is designed to test you and to really put you through your paces. And so making sure that you get enough sleep, making sure, because I'd never been to California. I mean, like you said, I was that person that you were just outlining. Like I had been on plenty of planes, but I had never flown to California. I was mesmerized by the fact that you could have, uh, that the crosswalks were diagonal in Pasadena. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was so crazy to me. So yeah, getting enough sleep, being prepared is the best way to go about it, but nothing really truly prepares you for Hollywood week until you go into it, until you do it. And it is a really, really exciting process. And you've been part of the process since I think what, 2003, 2004, right? Something like yeah, that. 2003. Right? Yeah, 2003. And so have you noticed whether it is in Hollywood week or later on down the line, have you noticed patterns of success, whether it's actions or habits that the most successful contestants exhibit? Yeah, I think it's just not um, letting the drama get to you. I think I think it's the people who rise to the top are the people who literally have tunnel vision in a way of, of success. The who really are looking um, looking at this like they want it with it with the killer instinct, you know. And I, I think it's it's all about taking it round by round, day by day, and really having a vision. You know, um, David Cook, who won season seven, once said that he thought of the entire show from his first audition to the finale like one big set list. So if he played a slow song. I mean, it's such, I thought that was so clever and no one had ever really articulated it that way. And he said, 
my whole trajectory on the show is a big is one big set list. I'm playing one big show and and it took him all the way. It's so, so smart. That is an amazing way to put it because in a show, you don't do all ballads. You don't do all uptemp. I mean, you know, you have to build and it's no different with American Idol. I mean, I remember us sitting around in the American Idol house and being like, okay, what songs are we going to choose? And and it was a much, much different animal back then. But at the same time, you have to think, okay, I don't want to peak too early. I want to show off enough of this here, but I don't want to blow my voice out. And it really is this tightrope. And it's that, like you said, that killer instinct, that sort of Simone Biles gymnast, like, you know what I mean? Like that thing where it's so easy when you go out to LA, you know, the playground of the stars to get caught up in just that whole vibe. And then it's easy to get caught up in the daily drama and the work that it takes in order to make American Idol happen. And so tunnel vision, thinking of it like a set list, that is, that's absolutely amazing advice. Okay. I know you're on vacation, so I'm going to ask you a few real quick questions here. And so you can get back to your vacation. Thank you so much for being here. What do you wish people who get to Hollywood week knew? I think we kind of covered this, that it's going to be a lot of work, but is there some like one thing, if you can just remember one thing in Hollywood week, besides the fact that it's going to be hard work, besides the fact that you should be prepared, what's that one takeaway? I think, and this is impossible to, to probably do, but I think it's to absorb the experience and really be able to, to, learn life lessons as you go along and absorb them and take them home and um and, and and living in the moment i know it sounds so cliche to say it but but honestly like when it's over it's over like when you're back on that like it's if it's a no and you're back on that plane you probably regret not not living in the moment a bit more so i think it's it's about it's about soaking in every experience anything a judge says to you and also the contestants learn from each other so it's it's all and you know it's all about those little life lessons that kind of maybe change the course of your life by, by just those light bulb moments going off. Um, what should the top, it was 10 my year, 12, 13, whatever that sort of select group that goes live, that gets whittled down to the American Idol. What is it that they should know? Um, I, I think it's, it's just about, um, again, living the moment and realizing how special this is that you're part of this um, class of singers who've made it from the hundreds of thousands of people to a 10 to a 12. I mean, the, the, the odds are amazing and you should be appreciative of that. And also for the people who have put you in that place, you know, it's almost like in a way you're a politician. You, 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 the gratitude is, is very much appreciated post-idol of people who have invested um, and who have spent time hours uh, voting for their voting for these people? It's about being appreciative of your fans because you have this, which you don't really realize. And I call it the idol bubble because when you're in LA, it's like you're in the idol bubble. And basically, you just need to know that there's a nation out there, millions of people who who love you, and and that's the amazing thing about idol. You have this built-in fan base um, who who all who all just are, adore you, and you need. You, I think realizing that. And getting out of the bubble is, is something that's very interesting and telling for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was on the show before. I feel like I was on the show back in my day. But like <laughs> literally there was no social media as we know it when, when right. I was on the show. Right. But now I see people even last season, you know, it's like it doesn't matter where you are when you get into that select group. I mean, it's like 
boom, 100,000 followers, like, oh, yeah. if not more. And so even if you don't end up finishing first or second or third, you still have, like you said, this loyal people who voted for you, who believe in you, who like other people on the show as well, but are there and are waiting for you when the time is right. Of course, you have to let the American Idol put out their stuff. And you know, there's a, there's a system and there's an order to it, as there should be. But when the time is right, if you nurture that fan base, if you're, like you said, grateful, and if you just continue to put out good work, you're going to have fans for the rest of your career. Definitely. And you don't have to finish first, right? Okay, oh, so Jennifer then here Hudson. we go. Uh, hello. I mean, uh, look, Chris Daughtry, Jennifer yeah. Hudson. We could go. The list goes on and on and on and on, yes, right? Yes, yes, and yes. so um, the uh, next thing I wanted to ask you was, what do you think, <laughs> and I have some experience with this, what do you think that the runner-up should know? Um, that just because you win doesn't mean you're not going to be incredibly successful. Um, Alejandro, AKA scary pool party who came in second this season. Um, we're so proud. First of all, he played Lollapalooza. He's playing the life is beautiful festival. He's playing South by Southwest. He's, um, he just sold out two nights in London. Amazing. Um, it's insane. The story is insane. Oh, his video is number one on iTunes. Um, yesterday might still be today. Um, so basically the success, you know, success is 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 unbelievable if again if you put in the hard work you know he worked so hard he created all of his own tracks with the help of chris pooley our music director he he just worked you know and that's all that was it was a job and he's and and look at him now i mean that was the dream right you want to you want to sell out shows um it's so yeah i mean the proof is in the pudding the proof is and, and look at gabby barrett who um you know from season one who came in third, she is crushing it. It's pretty amazing to look and see Scary Pool Party. People like Scary Pool Party and Gabby Barrett, like as successes in the music industry. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, I think we spoke about this before, but you and the whole team have created superstars, people who chart, people who charted, you know, who've been charting for almost 20 years now. You know what I mean? And it continues to prove itself over and over and over again. And you can't say that about um, other shows. Again, it comes back to that authenticity, that talent. That is what American Idol is all about. And you don't have to win. I am living proof of the fact, even before social media, even before all of the, that I've had a career of almost 20 years now at a high level where I've gotten to do and continue to do amazing things. And I didn't even win and I didn't even have the social media and all that stuff. And again, putting it's just like I say, if you can a stay in the game long enough and then do good work and just be kind. Yes, that's that's the thing. It's real people. The show is about real people. It's not about people made in a factory. It's about real people. And, and the Cinderella story rings true time and time again. Absolutely. Now, the final question. Yeah. If the winner, the person who's eventually going to become this season's American Idol is listening right now, what should they know once the lights go down on American Idol? Well, that's when that's when the hard work begins. Um, yeah. It's the beginning of the marathon, really. That's the beginning of it. And, and guess what? Yeah. This is handed to you on a silver platter, so to speak. Yes. However... It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot. Again, we call it idle bubble. But when the bubble pops, you're mm. in the real world. You're hustling. You're getting yourself out there. You, yes. you you're going for it. And and it's and it's not everything doesn't come come you know just handed to you. You have to work for it. So I think I think it's like 
if you really want this, and this is something that you can see yourself doing for 40, 50, 60 years, a career, a life career, then it's going to be a lot of hard work. Obviously, there are a lot of rewards. There's a lot of, you know, amazing things that come with it, but, but it is, but it is a hustle. Absolutely. Even as the winner, yeah. it's a hustle. I will never forget how much Kelly had to work. Now, of course, this was season one, and, but at the same time, there was a huge push because that first season, you had to prove the model. You had to make sure. And look, if there was anybody to prove the model with, Kelly Clarkson is a very good choice to make, you know, in of terms course. of like, here, we're going to prove that this works, that this person's an amazing singer, that they're going to chart and, the blah, 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 and that's why she is who she is to this day. Or one of the reasons why anyway. And so I just think it's it's amazing because it, it's a lifestyle. This is a choice that you have to make that you want to live the life. And it is not all money and photographs and really cool clothes. It is hard work, dedication, determination, a lot of sleepless nights. It, it, that's what it takes in order to remain or to get to the top. And, and I think uh, it, it, I was watching the Tony Awards um, this year and Andre DeShields got up and he said, you know, when you get to the top of one mountain, realize it is the foot of another mountain. That's so true. And it really is true. I mean, for, for my career, for almost the past 20 years, I have gone from mountaintop to foot to mountaintop to falling down the mountain to getting back up and climbing up it. And it is that much more intense when you are the winner, when you have this huge groundswell of support behind you. Mm. And so I think that's really great um, advice for them. And I think that you are absolutely awesome. You have stopped in your in the middle of your vacation, uh, a well-deserved vacation, Justin. because you are about to thank you, because you are about to officially, officially kick off yes. the huge Idol Auditions Tour around the country. Uh, I want people listening to know that not only can you show up i mean we love it when you show up i got to sit behind the table and it really is truly it was an honor for me to be able to see and be a part of a couple of potential contestants journeys and we love it when you show up it's really cool it's such a great experience but you can also audition online correct yep, it's so easy to audition online americanisle.com slash auditions um right. we're also going to uh myriad of bus stops uh, we're definitely coming to someone you know near you, but online auditions super easy. Send it in. We will be watching all of them. So um, there are so many ways to audition. You can hashtag the next idol. Um, yeah. So just please, please, please audition. It's and it, it will be. It's, it's enjoyable whether you do it from your house or you come to one of our bus stops. You're gonna have yeah. a great time. Yeah, you have absolutely no excuse to not audition for American Idol. If you want to audition for American Idol, it has been made extremely easy for you and it is fun. And like you said, you guys really do truly watch everything. We do. So no stone All you got to do is take a chance. Yeah, all you have to do is take a chance. Um, it, you know, if people were inspired by some of the contestants they saw last season, um, you know, take a chance. Take a chance. You yeah. never know where it could lead. That's right. Well, I'm living proof of that. Yes. So thank you so very much. I'm super excited for this year. Thank you for stopping by thank the show. You, thank Justin. you. I hope you enjoy Hawaii uh, and I'll see you on the trails. Okay, all right. Bye. Thanks. Bye, Megan. 
Megan is absolutely awesome. You know, I count myself lucky to be a part of the Idol family for a whole bunch of reasons, but the fact that Megan would take time from her vacation with her family in Hawaii to talk to me on the East Coast makes me feel even more special. And so thank you so very much, Megan, for stopping by. Thank you so very much to Gigi Stevens and my entire family at Fremantle for putting this together. Really, truly, you have no excuse to not audition for American Idol if it is what you want. And remember, you can always go to auditionsecrets.com forward slash idol to download my free book, Audition Secrets, so that you can increase your chances of making it past the first round, the second round, past the judges, and all the way to Hollywood Week and beyond. Truly, there's amazing stuff in this book. And because you are a part of the American Idol family or want to be a part of the American Idol family, I want to give it to you for free. Okay, that's all the show we have today, folks. Thank you so very much for listening to Audition Secrets. I'm Justin Guarini. And remember, at the end of the day, you're only one audition away. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.